Hello everybody and welcome to the BW aka the Broomwagon. Nobody's calling it Broomwagon anymore. I've here with my own ears somebody in the Pro Tour saying, okay, okay, I cannot do it anymore. Can you please call the Broomwagon? Or even better, come on girl, move, move, move. Otherwise the Broomwagon is gonna catch up with us. Broomwagon, that's the way to say and remember you will not get there on a road bike and today is the classic day, the day of the Tip Top Tuesday and we are gonna talk on how to go fast on a road bike, down of the road bike, on the gravel bike, in the e-bike, into the e-bike, whatever it is, but it is like it is, so how to strengthen your legs for cycling or for running. I don't know, usually we are talking about cycling, so it must be on cycling. How you doing people up there? I can call this episode something like an early morning blues. This morning I woke up super early with a bit of complication in order to make this episode to edit everything and blah blah blah. Then I smashed my coffee down on the floor, uh, then I made a mess with the music that I want to put in this episode. By the way, do you like the music? I hope so, because it took me 700 hours in order to find a nice track that is actually common and that I can use it. Creative Commons, sorry. Creative Commons, I can use it and blah, 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 blah. So it's really messy. I'm really making a mess. I'm gonna be late for work, but who cares? This double life is gonna kill me. Working and podcasting and cycling, triple life and all the other stuff that I'm doing. But I'm gonna continue, push it up because yeah, I don't care. That's the way that we want to do. Thanks to everybody for the feedback that you sent me and for the follows and everything that happens there in the social media. Social medias, Calamaro CC on Instagram, Calamaro CC on Facebook, read Calamaro on Twitter. Then hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. And don't forget, Spreaker, Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, to find Broom Vagoon all around. And don't forget also to push the button and share everything with all your friends and stuff like everybody have done on the last episode with Camille McMillan. It was a great episode and I got super, super good feedback out of that. There is something that I want to add before this. I can see some flies, flies flying around here from my windows. That's amazing. That's another story. Um, what I wanted to tell you. Yeah, a couple of things before to start. Maybe three. First of all, 15, sorry, 14th of April. April the 14th in Cesena, La Resistente. I'm going to post here down the Facebook event of the ride or the race. Remember, it is a ride to remember all the people killed by faces after the 43 and even before. So please come there, ride your bicycle for, I think that there are two different uh, tracks. There is a 30 kilometers and an 80 kilometers. Amazing food stop, amazing people. I am gonna actually help Lele, who is the organizer, at the start and probably also at the food stop. So you will find myself helping you with the subscription and as well helping you with eating and drinking something. So please, 14th of April, you are gonna find me there. Second thing that I want to say is about, just remember, yes, it's about uh, Isadore. Do you remember I was talking about Isadore also last year in the last season, they were supporting me. We're still super good friends with Peter Bellitz. I've seen that they've made a new, completely new line made of recycled bottle and material and it sounds amazing, it looks amazing. So yeah, I will try to catch them up, maybe maybe Martin, Martin is uh, the twin, uh, the twin brother of Peter, and they actually is the product designer more of the, of the line. I will try to get him here on this microphone, microphone and uh, yeah, and to talk with him about that. Hopefully it's gonna be working. This is the only two things actually that I wanted to say to, to catch up actually and have a look on the Isadore website to this line. I think that they're gonna start the pre-ordering super soon. Anyways, you can sneak peek some design already there and it looks amazing. Nothing else is, ah yeah, I want to say another thing, something like, I don't know, this is um, souvenir um, episode about old friends, sponsors and stuff. I've broken the mount of my Wahoo element it was last week while I was actually taking it out from my road bike to put it on my amazing 3T Explorer. 3T always thank you for the support, small brackets. And actually I've broke it 
And uh, yeah, I actually was contacted straight away from Ken from the Huahu, who has sent me straight away a replacement for the support. Now I'm waiting for it, probably it's gonna arrive today at the office, so I can actually put it back, whatever you want to make the turn and stuff. And if you can suggest me, if you know any other mount, we called it, together with uh, with um, Ken, uh, a bling, a bling mount for my Wahoo, well, just let me know, because I'm planning to buy a new one, just to put it only on the road bike and uh, in that way I don't have to exchange it and whatever. But it's too much, just talk about training. Yes, because the topic of this episode on Tip Top Tuesday is gonna be training the elephant in the room. Uh, uh, probably we have to talk here about technical problems. Uh, we just went live for, I don't know, three, four minutes. Fortunately, it was not 45 minutes. And then the system crashed. So please, Zencaster, get your shit together and make us work in a proper way. Anyways, Tip Top Tuesday for us is Wednesday. But how are you doing, Simon? Hello. Good, good. Everything fine with me. With you? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. A bit uh, busy days, but at the end of the day, with this amazing sun that is hitting Zurich so hard, there were a lot of amazing sunny days outside with the bicycle. And yeah, I would say that I'm satisfied. I would be may were may way more satisfied if I can actually skip my job or I don't know retire already. I'm thirty. I'm almost thirty-eight. I need to retire and only ride my bicycle. But for now, I think. <laughs> No, yeah, the season is probably changing, so I'm also very optimistic. I don't know, Simon. I would not be so optimistic because usually when we get so, so, so enthusiastic about the weather, then at a certain point the snow will come again and then the past we're going to be close till July and I'm going to be super pissed also because I do. I have to do some other passes before and uh, we have to train for the, uh, let's say, harsh Zonkolan this year. At least for me, this is my goal. <laughs> Yeah, it will be a good climb. But anyway, I'm I'm still pleased because it, it cannot be worse than what we had here in December and beginning of January. So I'm positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I wanted to ask you a question. How would you feel in the future? Maybe, I don't know, soon or whatever to make an episode in Italian. In Italian? Oh. Uh, See, why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not my mother tongue, but uh, well, yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is your mother tongue? Mother tongue so. uh, Slovene. Slovenian? I'm good in Slovenian, man. Okay, 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 okay. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. You were also doing some uh, um, interviews at the radio, right? Yes, uh, I still do them weekly. Wow. I, okay. You see? Yes. Yeah, send me the link. I'm going to put the link down below in the comments <laughs> so everybody can listen to you in another language. But yeah, everybody over there, if you want, all the people that are listening to these episodes in Italian, if you want to know... Sorry, Italians that are listening to this episode, if you want to have also a conversation, to listen to a conversation between us in Italian, you can also choose the topic. For example, I don't know, um, the best Rino Banfi movies or the best recipe for Polpec. <laughs> we are super prepared on that. I wanted to ask you another question before to jump into the water and start talking about the episode of today. I've seen from your Instagram account that probably it's better to keep it secret here that you got a new bicycle. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I, I bought a new bike a couple of weeks ago and I managed with the help of a friend to put it on tracks last weekend. And yeah, I tried it. I tried it for, it was four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's a time trial bike. What are you planning? I, I'm planning to, yeah, make some time trials this year, start doing some competitions also in, in this field. Uh, I love it. I mean... Since I'm not so light, uh, I think it can be a great, a great way to do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great idea, I believe. And uh, is it a brand new one or you got second? No, I got it secondhand because I mean I, I'm still starting. So I, f I was looking for this one for about six months. Then I found a good, a good offer, and yep, there we go. Cool. And what happened to your cross bike then? No, my cross bike is still there. Uh, during uh, in the next couple of months, I will still be using it. Then probably during during winter, I'm fine with it. Then we'll see. During the summer, probably it's gonna I'm gonna sell it probably. Okay, okay. So people out there, if you want to sell the amazing, which one was the brand? The Colnago. Yeah, it's a Colnago World Cup. Yes, if somebody wants to buy the buy the cross bicycle of of Simon, just be aware that you will never ride as good as he does. 
but yeah, I think it's a good point. Yeah, let's look uh, at the marketplace, Calamaros marketplace. <laughs> we sell and buy bicycles here. Amazing bicycles, you have to say. Uh, may only, yeah, may bicycle that tasted the asses of really champion people. Talented <laughs> and uh, talented in words and talented with legs. Meh. Ah, yeah, maybe more with the, with the words than the legs, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So today the episode is going to focus on something that actually I realized that we never talked. Actually, it was something like the elephant all the time in our room, in my room, in your room. I changed the room today, so probably the, the elephant is in the other room at the moment. And uh, because we all the time we talked about, okay, what to talk about bicycle, um, nutrition, and this and that, but at a certain point we talked about training camps and now probably is the time to focus on the first word of the training camps, only trainings. Because at the end of the day, I'm the person that trains probably worse in the world, even if I got some really nice tips from you, Simon. And on the other side, I have the most methodical trainer, it's not trainer because um, let's say self-trainer of the world. So I actually decided to call this episode the five W's of training. How do you feel with that? Yeah, we'll try to explain what, what I know with five W's, but yeah, yeah, good topic. I mean, actually, this is everything we, we talked about so far uh, was, uh, let's say, around the, this theme. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. So we can start from the first one. Obviously, uh, you know myself, I also always try to uh, to trick a bit the system. So you will find actually that at a certain point, the W's are not perfectly on topic, like the first one. The first one usually is who. And actually, who do you train? Who trains? Who trains yourself? Or which part of yourself are you training? with your training plan. I've said training 78 times, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, if I understood the question... It's a bit tricky, so I don't think that you understood. Yeah, it's a bit uh, a free interpretation, more or less. Yeah. No, uh, I train the methodic part of me. Okay. Uh, because when, I, when I'm on the bike, I try to be, let's say, schematic with a plan. So when I train, I really try to... Uh, achieve something that is scientific, and I I try to put this on on test, you know, in a certain way. Okay, okay, okay. So you're not training only, let's say, uh, your body. You are also because your body for sure, your legs for sure. You are training those parts of your of your body because that's actually the things that are gonna let you achieve the goals of your cycling season but you're also training the methodical part of your brain so also your analytical skills yeah and the patience uh, a lot of time the patience because uh, when you have to go slow you have to go slow and sometimes you feel like yeah but why not push i don't know five kilometers per hour more it'll be great fun uh yes can be great fun but uh it can be detrimental to your training if you don't follow certain procedures now i mean sometimes you you need to understand that if you do everything without a method well that's not training that's riding the bike which can be fine but if you if you want to do training in, in the way i i consider it then you have some some limits, let's say this way. Okay, okay. I believe that I wanted to make you a question about what do you mean for training slow, if you need to train slow, whatever, but I think it's going to be the last part of our conversation. So I will don't I will not make any spoiler here, but I'm going to give we you... We park it. Exactly. We are having it at the end. So stick on the episode, people. Um, but the thing that I wanted to tell you is that it sounds from your words that actually the thing that I'm doing, it's not really training then. Because who do I train over there? I train for sure my legs, but I also try to train when I'm on the bicycle, my eyes in order to get the best sceneries out there. And uh, also with the camera, but that's not something that I wanted to tell you. I train as well my skills on staying on the bicycle for a long time and not to be scared when I take the wrong turn because this happens all the time. And also I try to train my brain. That's something that happened to me today. Today I was doing home office and I went out for um, with a bike. And then I had a couple, a couple of, let's say, too many things in my head. 
And actually, I realized that going really, because it was a gravel ride, the one that I did on a technical terrain, actually, I really trained my head to stay on the bike because it's not the TC, because usually sometimes we really, when you're uh, on the bicycle, you're going out for a ride or whatever, I don't know, it could happen, for example, that you are training with other or riding the bicycle with other people. So you spend all the time um, speaking and talking and telling stories or just you are out there just to clear your mind. So um, you are thinking about something else and whatever. But actually, the great thing, the really Zen part, the Zen system of the bicycle is when you go out and your brain is steady on the bicycle, only on what happens over there. And that's the point that I try to train because this is the thing that really helps you clearing up your mind. Yeah, good, good point. We'll, we will see if you will keep this concentration and motivation up the Zonkolan. At the Zonkolan, I think I'm going to be too much, really, really too busy on swearing against you. Yeah, we'll see, likely. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, we need to talk about something, by the way, after it's in private, because I remember that you sent me a message a couple of, of let's say, weeks ago, and we were talking about the gear ratio that I need to use for doing the Zonkolan, and I think that, yeah, you need to convince me on something, but that's another story. We're going to talk about that in another episode, for sure. Uh, but this is a question that I want to ask you, that is still super related over here to who trains and which part of your body you train. Uh, are you also, when you're riding the bicycle, um, are you also completely on the process, so completely focused on the bicycle, or because you are super methodical, or also on the other side, you actually accept if your uh, mind starts flying around? Or another thing that I wanted to ask you, while you are riding the bicycle, you listen to some music and think about training outside and talking, not indoor training. Mm, yeah, so depends a little bit on the ride. Uh, if I'm in the middle of some intervals, then I'm 100% focused. Okay. If I'm just in zone two or zone one, just yeah, recovering around, then I yeah, then I just chill, think about different stuff. Uh, in zone one, I usually make a ride with, with a friend, mm -hmm. so we just chit-chat uh, various things. So that's pretty pretty easy, pretty relaxing. Uh, during intervals, no. Uh, if I can, I put my headphones on, okay. and then I focus on the road, on the, on the bike computer, and we go. That is actually the real fun for me. Perfect, perfect. For me, it's not that, that's the point, you know. For me, it's not a funny thing. Um, try to find the concentration and focus on the road and on your physical skills. That's why I need to train it. Hmm. Yeah, and different approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I would say that's still in the same area out there. Let's go for the second W. What and uh, what do you need for your training or to train? Most important, you need two things. You need motivation. Uh, so motivation, commitment, and you need time. Without those two things, you, you can't properly train. So if you just search around for an hour around the day, it's not going to work. You have to dedicate a part of your day to your training, uh, both in the way of, let's say, hard trainings, but also in the way of recovery days, um, relaxing, uh, doing your stretching, you need to find time for that. And sometimes it's not very easy. So uh, in the last days I I had to, I didn't manage to find time. So I was finding myself training around midnight. Outside. On, on the trainer. Is it noisy? My, my neighbor still manages to sleep, so it's fine. Not noisy then? No, it's not noisy. Perfect. It's pretty okay. Perfect. And uh, yeah, for sure, this is the, um, let's say, the, found, uh, the foundation of the training time and motivation, especially because, yeah, you're really trying to get some amazing goals for myself. I can tell you that for me, it's a bit more some physical things that I need while training. First of all, the thing that I can tell you is that for me, training means being outside as well and also train mostly for endurance and try to find yourself so let's say try to find also a way out an escape strategy or whatever when you find yourself in tricky situations i told you last time that it was almost shot right <laughs> yeah <laughs> for example that's also training you know so usually for me it's uh the only thing that i need for training apart from uh from myself i just need my bicycle obviously 
and the camera, because this is another thing, you know, for me, by riding the bicycle also during training means um, getting out some experience and also train how to make pictures while you are on the bicycle. That's another training part that I have. And phone is not enough. And then for sure, I need a lot of food, some cash, because I need to buy food on the way. Usually my rides are pretty long, not because I'm going far, just because I'm slow. And uh, usually also some friends. If I can, I will try actually to put all together also some uh, good social time with my friends. Because actually this is a thing that a friend of mine, Felix, hi Felix, told me once. Having a ride with somebody is the only way that you can have almost all the focus of the other person. Because you are really, really away from your fucking phone. While if you are going out and you're drinking a beer with a friend or whatever, usually the phone is always there. You always try to be... The phone is there actually to catch your attention and uh, gets you a bit confused. So it can also be there and being distracted by stuff. While you are on the bicycle, you are already focused on riding and then you can really listen to the conversation and get the best out of it. So, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, that, that's that's a bit true. But one thing I, I really, really like to do when I'm on, in a bar or on a table yeah. is to force... Everyone that is on the table to put uh, the phones on a pile. Oh, amazing! And the the, fir the first one that picks the phone pays the uh, pays the drinks. Really? How often are you doing it? All the times? No, I'm I'm doing it quite quite uh, quite often to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's with people that that I know, I force them to do it, and it really really works. And after the first 15 minutes, uh, you just don't care about the phone anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true, but yeah. I can completely see this point, actually, um, try to keep people on the table with, uh, let's say, blackmailing them and saying them, okay, if you touch your phone, you're going to pay the drinks is amazing. And sometimes you're also doing it in purpose. But I would say that probably <laughs> is a good solution for that. And actually, it's the best solution for socializing that I can get. And... Uh, yeah, it's the perfect thing. Skip your phone. And anyways, the bicycle is also another tool that helps, helps me on that. But going back to the topic, talking, talking again um, about what do you need for training? We talked about actually something like um, not physical, something like time and motivation. It's something that you have to find inside of yourself. But do you bring also something while during your training? Do you need also something physical in order to do that? I'm talking about tools. I'm talking about, I mentioned food, for example, before. What do you need? Well, one thing that I want to highlight is that uh, you said you want you like to train with other people. Yes. Uh, yes. I like to train alone. So 95% uh, of the time, I, yeah, I want to be alone. And if somebody invites me, uh, probably I, I refuse or we find a different day for a free for a free ride together. But I, I don't want to train with other people most most of the time. It just makes a, a mess because you cannot properly do your ride. Uh, you start some competition in for one or the other. Uh, so someone is not doing the the training ride. Uh, yeah, in a good way, probably. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I wanted to ask you something that is really not completely on that, but can be something on a side, but still is a curiosity out of myself that I wanted to ask you. How many days per week do you train? And uh, out of these days, how many, uh, you call that uh, free training rides or free rides or whatever, you allow to us, to, to yourself, sorry. Uh, I usually train, uh, let's say, six days a week. I almost okay. always rest on Monday okay. or, or either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, free rides, let's say that probably there is uh, one recovery ride per week. Okay. And sometimes there is a free ride on, on the weekend. What do you mean for recovery ride? So which is usually the plan during your recovery ride? Recovery ride is just going around to, to move a little bit the legs uh, for an hour, an hour and a half. Zone one. It's very, very low intensity, so it's below 150 watts for me. Okay. Um, and you just, yeah, you just stay around, you go 25, 30 per hour on, on the flat, and you talk, you relax, you, you chill. Okay, okay, it makes sense. Then I think that we can move straight away, if you don't have anything else to add, on uh, what do you need for training? 
Oh, uh, you need the power meter. <laughs> obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Let's go on that. Let's go on that. Oh, Perfect. oh what, what were you expecting? No, 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 no <laughs> nothing. Uh, but I want to know a bit more about that. So uh, this is really a curiosity that I'm going to ask you in because you're an expert on that way more than myself. Because for me, the tool, I usually also use the uh, heart rate monitor and the cadence sensor for sure. But for me, the biggest tool that I need when I go out for training is the camera, nothing else. But just put this on the side. Uh, so uh, you mentioned that you have a power meter. So into the power meter, for sure, you have as well a cadence sensor. But are you also using the heart rate monitor or not? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I use the um, the heart rate monitor. Which one is the difference between? So okay, I can completely understand the difference between the cadence sensor and the other two. But I, as I know, actually the heart rate monitor can also be used in order to can be actually an alternative or on uh, the HR monitor. But how can mm. it be complementary? Exactly. Let's go on that point. Let's say the heart monitor is a subjective a subjective way to see your effort. Okay. So it can can vary a lot from day to day, <clears throat> while the the power meter, uh, the opposite is an objective way to to see your power output. Okay, and how do you use the HR monitor? Well, uh, during the, the the training, I don't look at the HR monitor at all. Uh, I don't really care on what's going on there. Um, so I use that at the end of the ride to check uh, what was the effect of my training on my heart. Okay. So it's the other way around. Uh, I always look only at the power meter. And then, uh, let's say, I have this variable of control uh, that is the HR monitor. So depending on, uh, let's say, if I do some zone four and I see how the heart rate reacts, then I have some feedback. Uh, if I look only at the HR monitor, uh, I, I don't have that feedback. Uh, I just... Yeah, because I don't know how fast I'm going, to, to cut it short. Mm-hmm. You can probably see how fast you're going if you look at times on Strava or if you have the um, VAM, V-A-M, vertical ascent meters. Is it something like that? I don't know if it's that, but how many meters you do in, in an hour uh, uphill, no? Yes, so positive meters of altitude. Uh, those can be indications of your effort. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's say to to do the right intensities with only an HR monitor, in my opinion, is very complicated. You have to know yourself perfectly. Mm-hmm. And even if you know yourself perfectly, it can change from, from day to day. There are some days yeah, that I, yeah, yeah I, I do 150 watts and I'm at... Uh, at 130 uh, heart rate, and during some days time, I'm below 100. Yes, yeah, because it depends if you're tired, for example, if you didn't sleep enough, or if you are stressed, or just if you drank too much the day before. Really, the heart rate. If you want really to train, the heart rate monitor probably it's not. It's a good indicator. Yeah, it's, it, it's also also a sequence of training that has an effect on the heart rate monitor on on the heart rate. So. You, yeah, it it changes how fast it changes and what will you have tomorrow depends on a lot of things. So it's very complicated to to understand it properly. But to have it as a as a check for what's going on, in particular, how fast you recover or how quickly does it go up and how high does it go, that's beautiful. But that's the point, right? Right? Talking about heart rate, actually. Uh, the faster the faster it goes up or goes down, the better it is, right? When it takes so much time in order to pump a bit more, this means that you are tired. Yeah, usually it it is similar to this. Yes, you have to reach. Uh, let's say the optimal uh, combination is high heart rate and high power. So when both things are paired, uh, it works well. And another thing that you usually monitor is that if you keep the the effort constant, also the heart rate, especially if the effort is low, stays constant, doesn't rise. So for an, for an example, you keep 200 watts, and you'll have for you keep 200 watts for an hour. During the first five minutes, you have 120 HR, 
And at the end, on the last five minutes, you will have also 120 HR. That means the, the training is perfect. So everything is according, going according to plans. Uh, your aerobic um, capabilities are very good. Uh, you ate and drank properly during the training, and all is working well. Instead, if you start at 120 uh, at 200 watts, and after an hour you find yourself at 145, mm-hmm. means that something is not is not right. Either you are tired, either you didn't drink, or you need to to train a little bit more. Okay, okay, makes completely. Sad. These are exactly the conversation that I like to have with you because I'm completely blind on these things. And the fact <laughs> that we are talking about these uh, these things, a windows opens outside and i can see actually how that, what does it mean so perfect thanks for that uh let's go to the next w and it's the where where do you train usually in winter in in this period uh from monday until friday uh i have to do it indoors so i have my trainer uh i don't go to the, to a gym to do stretching and uh massages i do them also in house but yeah, from, from Monday to Friday, indoors, weekends, always outdoors. Um, that's something I'm going to first of all tell you my answer. And then I'm going to ask you a question that is related to your to yours and to mine. So for my, in my opinion, where I train, I usually train, okay, depends on the time that I have. But I try to discover all the time new places. So go out and have a look. So for example, in this new trail like I've done today with my 3T Explorer, or um, have a look to the new, I know that there is an amazing climb and on top of that, there is an amazing uh, scenario and panorama, then I do that also then I can take my pictures. And this is the way actually also to train it. And then for example, I got to, it happened on Sunday. I was out, I wanted to do a recovery ride. And then I've, say, I've seen actually that there was an amazing hill and because it was beautiful and it was completely clear. And I said, okay, I want to go up over there and I've done it pushing as much as I could, if I could actually to keep my, um, let's say my interval good. And then I arrived on top of that and I know that I want to go there actually to check how much was my performance, if the training was good and stuff like this. Super soon, soon after something like I will do it again, I think in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, but I try actually to alternate the places. I don't go all the time in the new place. For me, the main thing is actually training for sure, but especially exploring. And here comes my question that I want to make to you. Are you train? You are mentioning okay from Monday to Friday, especially in winter, you are riding indoors, and in weekend you are riding outdoors. But when you are talking about riding outdoors, spring, summer, whatever it happens, are you going all the time to the same places, or you are also try to change in order actually to give some, let's say, to give a bit more of good taste and a good of relief to your eyes, or is just the training that matters? But you, you know, also indoors, I, I vary a lot. So uh, I, I discover Watopia, I discover yeah, I I discover New York. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, uh, jokes aside, uh, to be honest, uh, Zwift helps a lot. Okay. Like, for myself, it's a big improvement. Uh, I'm happy to, to spend the subscription uh, on it. Uh, because it gives you a little bit of, I don't know, you just feel that you're you're a little bit around, that you see this little guy moving. Uh, it, it becomes more active. So that's a big relief for me. While uh, then when on the weekends and when I'm outside, uh, I live in Bologna and Trieste. So that alone changes weekend to weekend. Um, so I have some rides in a city, some rides in the other. So it's pretty, pretty flexible. I surely have my, my favorite hills. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is probably a hill that is about 10, 12 minutes that I do, well, let's say 10 times a week during, uh, during summer. Okay. Um, but for the rest, I, I try to, to vary a little bit. Cool, cool. I want to ask you a question about the Swift thing. So this year was the first year for you on Swift? Uh, nee, no. Um, I tried it in 2014, 15, 15, 2015. 
and then I haven't used it for for the last season. So I started again this year. Okay. And are you planning to use it also in summer or? No, no, no. Okay. Now during during the summer, uh, I'll probably put the the lights on the bike if I have to go during the early morning or during the night. But the the, the real problem is the temperature. So I. I'm not going around right now with zero degrees in the morning or in the evening. I don't like it. Okay, okay, perfect. No, because actually it sounds like there is a trend now. I've seen that Canyon, Canyon built um, a team only for indoor riders. I don't know oh, if yeah. they, was, they are doing it only in this season. It's something like they... Uh, it was Reese, actually, by the way. Reese, my friend Reese. Hi, Reese. How are you doing? Uh, he was one of the founders of the team. He works as well for, for Canyon. And um, he actually, I think that he founded the team. They've started a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how long they are going to go this year, but I don't know. This is the trend, actually. Starting making indoor cycling so fun like it is using Swift, but also out-season off season even if off season for us was always winter no now there is a indoor cycling off season that is some i don't know i'm getting <laughs> i need to ask chris about that probably i'm gonna ask him to give me a i don't know a shout something like a, a contribute a vocal contribute on that because i want to know more about that i need to interview him again let's go ahead and let's go you were actually touch basing this one before saying that you usually don't like to go out early in the morning because it's cold, whatever. When do you train then? Well, after work. So, yeah, during, in, in these months, it's 95% of the time during, after work. I come back home, then uh, it depends a little bit also on the training that I have to do. Uh, sometimes I eat before, sometimes I eat after. Sometimes I just take a snack uh, when I come home and then I have full dinner after the training. But yeah, it's usually between 7.30, p.m. and midnight. Okay, so you also do some night rides. Uh, yeah, I mean, it uh, happens quite often that I start around 10 or 11 in the evening. Wow, you're so brave. No, I like to sleep in the morning. <laughs> that's the difference. That's, uh, that's the point, exactly. I actually can see myself directly on the other side. While I'm, uh, okay, if I'm training, for example, during summer, it happens super often that I actually also like to go out also because the temperature is different and uh, also because, okay, I'm not the one. I was doing it while I was in Berlin also because in Berlin was uh, bright around 4.30 in the morning. So going out at 5 or 5 to 7 and also people were more relaxed. But going out from 5 to 7 meant actually going out with complete, so with the sun outside super shiny and uh, with no cars at all. That's why I mentioned that usually um, Berlin is quite calmer and quite less, a bit more relaxed because nobody was going to the office really early in the morning. Well, here for me, going out in the morning before work means uh, being out really at 5, 4.30 in the morning. And still, I believe that when I would come back around 6 o'clock, there would be already traffic jams all around. So the thing that I try to avoid all the time is traffic. That's why, actually, when I moved to Switzerland, I actually also train only after work. And this means, actually, also because here, people arriving in the office at 7 o'clock in the morning, it means that usually at 5.30, the roads are completely empty, so I can go out and do my climbs and do my interval in the hills without any problem. So, yeah, same thing for me. Even if you know, I would love actually to train the whole day, but there is work. So I try actually to get to puzzle around my training and my rides. Could be after work, for sure, a lot in the weekend. And also something that I really like to do is two hours ride, one hour and a half ride in lunch break. So one, two times a day, a week, I do home office, I work from home and I hit the trails year round. And uh, it's just small rides, something like in a couple of hours, I can do 30 kilometers, maybe a bit less but still super high power and super good intervals because it's gravel ride. So you need a bit more of effort. Shorter climbs, but punchy. <laughs> works. Yeah, it works. It's good. And actually also after the ride, I feel super relaxed and I can start again making all my meetings till 8 o'clock working with San Francisco. So yeah, it works. It's pretty good. It's a good way to relax. Let's go to the brain 
of everything that is actually the motivation of the training. Why do you train, Simon? What do you mean, why do I train? If I have a goal or... If you have a goal, exactly. Do you have a goal? I, I do have a goal. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, how this goes. Um, I, I did put this goal to myself it was last year, uh, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself that I want to reach five watts per kilo. How much are you now? A little bit less. Uh, I'm, let's say I'm, I'm probably around 4.5, 4.6, 4.4. I don't know. I, I have a test uh, during the weekend, so we will see how it goes. Okay. Are you posting it in the social media or Lisrava? <laughs> I'm posting it on Strava. Perfect. I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I haven't tested myself since what was October. Uh, I was in complete off-season, so uh, it was just relaxed uh, rides for until now. So uh, from this week, I'm switching my mindset, uh, and it's starting to be yeah, a race season on. So we, we start pushing now. Um, so also here, I would love to ask you a bit more of background. So you started actively, um, yeah, actively to train for bicycles and actually for to being really um, committed as cyclists. When was it? In 2014? Uh, it was uh, probably three years ago. Three years ago. Uh, yeah, before that, I, um, I didn't really train. I mean, I... I still, I, I biked, I did other stuff, I ran, uh, but I was not focused on racing. Uh, I didn't have a power meter, which was a major blow. <laughs> uh -huh. Then with the power meter, everything changed. <laughs> okay. And so let's go from that. So it has been three years that you have a power meter. Have you seen in this FTP something like a positive trend? So from where do you start? Did you start, and where are you right now? Okay, where are you? Where you are right now? You are telling me that it was four point five watts per kilo, more or less. We are gonna double check this weekend how much is gonna be. But from where did you start? So, have you seen a positive trend out there? Uh, yeah, there has definitely been a, a positive trend. Uh, let's say that uh, the the first real test that I I did three years ago, there was a climb that was. Uh, about eight or nine kilometers long, and it took me 30 minutes to, to do it. Um, last year, I did uh, the same climb, not full gas, but uh, at, at FTP. So, yeah, with some margin, and I did around 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, so I was pretty, pretty happy. Perfect. So, yeah, no, I wanted to ask you this thing because this is probably the main thing that... So having a goal is the main thing that really drives you and gives you the motivation. That is the thing that you told me uh, some minutes ago. Without the motivation, yeah. you were mentioning time and motivation as actually the real engine for your training. Yeah, I know. We're having a goal. I, I try to set a goal from every season to, to see a little bit the goal of the season. What What is it and what can we try to achieve? Yeah. I started yeah. with around 3.3, 3.5 uh, was per kilo of, of FTP, and I said to myself that I want to to reach four. Um, usually, there is a pretty a strong uh, limit that most people have uh, some yeah, struggle a little bit a little bit to to get through, and it's around three point eight, three point nine uh, watts per kilo. Okay, that's let's say a breaking point. It's not easy to go above it, uh, but if you if you can do it, then yeah, then it switches a little bit. But most okay. most people stop there for for various reasons. It can be physical, can be motivation, but in general, you'll find this figure around pretty pretty often. Also in let's say weekend rides with people that are with you. Uh, yeah, you set yourself a challenge. Uh, you find a race that you want to do. Uh, one of my first challenges was to do the Zonkolan without stepping down. Um, yeah, that, that was that was fun. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. Then for the challenge, uh, why I yeah the reason why I trained this year is to compete in the out route. So I want to finish in the first half. Okay. Then we'll see if I can finish in the first half of the first half. <laughs> uh huh. 
but yeah. Okay, okay, no, it makes sense. I want actually to put something like a contradictory on this point. I believe that actually having a goal is pretty important and your goal is pretty clear, it's there. It's, I will not say it's written on stone, but it's actually pretty easy actually to um, to recognize and to visualize. It's a number, it's five watts for kilo, per kilo. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, have a number. Yeah, exactly. In my side and the other side is also a goal is super important and it's, it was always with, uh, like this for me. And for me on the other side is uh, there are two ways of having a goal. The first one is something like set up, something like the ride that you want to do, as you were mentioning, something like for me, it would be this year as well, that's on Colan, but it's going to be something like a threshold of kilometers that I want to reach and a threshold of kilometers in the same ride. Because this year for me is going to be a bit more about um, endurance races, uh, rides, not races, never, but endurance rides and um, in order to discover a bit more and doing it also with, let's say, with the light-hearted and not being there and swearing all the time, but actually having a certain amount of kilometers, uh, kilometers and a certain amount of kilometers for so in a row. And this is going to be one thing, but the biggest motivation for me is food. I usually ride because I visualize in my head and I train and I visualize in my head that then I can have this thing that I can eat. And this could be two things. One, something that I cook for myself and then actually drink it for a long time or going to another city, for example, or going to another country with a bicycle in order to eat that particular food. How do you see that? Well, as long as it keeps you going, uh, I'm fine. I mean, <laughs> new numbers for me, only uh, sugar. Or maybe the numbers of calories. <laughs> yeah. No, I have my brother, for example, who is now training for the Maratona delle Dolomiti. No? So, Are you doing it together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing it also this year. So we, we already booked everything. And yeah, his goal is to, to be able to complete it. Uh, uh, which is, yeah, if you remember the race last year, it's pretty intense. Uh, it is. Quite some, quite some mountains to climb. I think he also set himself uh, a time goal for it. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, important is to have something that gives you motivation. Yeah, something that you can see, something concrete. Yeah, it can be also a common Strava. So anything. If it works, it works. Yes, exactly. How many times are you going to do this here, the Dolomiti? Because we're going to do the sport full together. You're going to do the Maratona. You're going to do the old route in the Dolomites. Then... I, like, I like the Dolomites. I love them, but come on. There are <laughs> a lot of places in the world. But yeah, I'm going also to the Pyrenees. So I'm doing the Mont Ventoux. Uh, don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. You have time. You have mountains to climb. So yeah. yeah. I like the mountains, like in Gran Canaria, up and down the mountain, always the no, same no, mountain. No, there's only one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the last question, Simon. How do you train and take your time? Because here I have really nothing to add. So go ahead. I train easy, very easy. Uh, jokes, jokes aside, I most of my trainings are aerobic. Okay. So a lot of times I, I, I find myself at 110, 120 beats uh, uh, per minute heart rate or to put it in, in FTP around 65%, 60, so zone, zone two. And yeah, that's the, the vast majority of, of my training. Uh, the remaining 20% is, is going hard. So I really like this polarized approach. Uh, when when you have to go hard, you go hard. Uh, and if you don't have to go hard, you just make aerobic uh, work. You don't okay. do this middle ground when you go, yeah, you, you feel that you go fast, but you don't really push yourself. So you just like to see 30 kilometers per hour average speed uh, or, or stuff like that, which I don't, I don't really care of, about my average speed or stuff. These are not the numbers that you need, really, in training. That, but in general, the average speed is something that you don't need to have a look. Yeah, my, my hardest trainings are usually around 20, 22, 24 kilometers uh, per hour average. And I, I, I can assure you that I come back home that I'm dead. I just eat something and then I go to sleep and 
perhaps do some stretching before, but not always because I fall asleep. But can I ask you why usually you train 80% of your time on zone two? So why you are training the aerobical part? How... Because this way, this way I make enough volume, uh, make uh, enough physiological adaptations to be able to do the, the other 20% correctly. So uh, if I don't do the 80% easy, I probably won't be able to do the 20% hard. Pretty simple. Yeah. So if I always stay somewhere in the middle, the moment that I need to go fast, uh, I will not be able to do it. Ah, so but you mean actually 80-20 means in the same ride usually? Oh, yeah, yeah, during the same ride. All. Okay. But even if you put it during the, the week, I probably have... Uh, two rides that are zone only zone two, so 100% easy. I probably have one or two recovery rides, and then I have other two or three rides that have uh, quite a lot of intervals in the mix. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah. well, yeah, I would say that yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then here I can tell you what I usually do, how I usually train. I usually ask you because I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, for me, it would be go out, take a bicycle and do some kilometers until I've seen something cool or I completely destroyed stuff that happened. I didn't tell you that. But on Saturday, I went out saying, okay, I want to go out. I want to go to Germany with a bike and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to find, I want to put a bit more of, let's say, of base on uh, on my training so i want to go slow i want to do this i go to do that i found a lot of climbs i came back home i was completely destroyed without intervals and nothing it was something like really the base training and i was dying that's why i was asking you give me something to do because otherwise i'm gonna waste <laughs> my life no so, but it happens i mean if you do let's say three three hours and a half straight of zone two which is let's say easy mm -hmm. Uh, if you do it without stopping, uh, always on the flat, uh, without breaks, without major stops anywhere, uh, it's pretty hard. I mean, it's a, it's a good training. In terms of TSS, it's probably uh, around you know, three hours in zone two will be around 120. Mm -hmm. Considering, mm -hmm. yeah, if you put three hours and a half, it's 140. The maximum that is uh, usually good for for a training uh, to have only one day of recovery is around 150. Okay. So okay. that's pretty much your your daily limit. Uh, it can be uh, then depends a little bit on on the various people. But if you do that uh, seven days per week, that's the training that people do for Ironmans in terms of TSS. Oh, okay. okay. No, because for me actually this year I'm gonna I'm having the impact that is a bit complicated that is actually because before I was training exactly in the way that you described right now. So mostly in zone two with some sprints and stuff, but completely in the flat while I was living in Berlin. Mm -hmm. um, this helped me actually to build the mass on my on my muscle and also the endurance. That's why I didn't have so many problems also in long but steady climbs like it was the Stelvio last year or the Maratona, whatever, I arrive at the end good without dying below 10 hours. And that's an achievement for me. While this year here, the first turn that you take on the left, actually, it's true. Outside of the main road, then you take the left on my street and then you have a climb that is one kilometer and a half that has an average of, I don't know, 11%. And that's the only thing that you find. So in order to get actually to get used to it and to get the habit on getting these climbs in a proper way with the right heart rate zone or threshold zone or whatever, it's something new for me. That's why at the beginning of my year, that is actually right now, with because I don't do so many um, so much training, I actually don't do it at all. It's something that I need to learn how to do it. But it's gonna come, and I'm gonna be fitter than last year, hopefully, if I stop hitting as crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but that, then at the end, it depends on why do you train or what do you train for? Uh, because it changes a lot if you train for Grand Fondos or if you train for cross-country or cyclocross or or even track uh, track cycling. So if if you do track cycling or criteriums, 40-50 minutes mm -hmm. criteriums, then probably all this zone two is it's not very helpful. So there are other ways that uh, yeah, other parts of your training that you need to improve. 
most likely the anaerobic part. So the, the parts of the train that you go in zone five or above. Okay, the sprints. Yeah, sprints or short efforts, punchy climbs, one, two minutes, three minutes. Uh, it's different. For myself, that is something that doesn't have a lot of sense because I'll never use it in a race or almost never. Uh, I'm still doing it occasionally, but it's not the primary focus. Okay, okay, okay. Makes completely sense. Well, I think that we went through the five W's and the H. <laughs> Do you want to add something, Simon? Yeah, get a power meter. Oh, fuck. Uh, you're right. You're right. You know that I'm looking for the new bike. And uh, after that, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Even if... But you know what? Um, then I was watching this interview or reading this interview of James Hayden. James is the guy who won twice in a row the transcontinental race. Mm-hmm. So that is really the endurance race, especially oh, yeah. in Europe. It's really the ultra endurance race. And actually, it's it means go outside and go far instead of fast and maybe you are just getting the best out of your um, competitors only if you don't sleep or whatever so it's really something really endurance he rides only with a power meter only with a power meter only with that also during the ride the race he always has a power meter so if he does it even something like somebody like me that is only an uh, a leisure rider i would say probably myself as well, I need a power meter. And then we can set up the proper training and then I can actually completely blaze it and don't follow it because I don't care. And then at a certain point, I wake up in the morning and I say, why did I buy a power meter? <laughs> I told you, man. Uh, get one. Uh, I will, I will, I will for sure. I'm actually still looking for the IQ Square to go out in the market to ask them to get one. Let's see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Cool, Simon. I will leave you. You was I was actually also punching the the microphone because I was too much enthusiasm was there, um, too excitement. Um, are you? Li- um, I'm just leaving you to your ride, right? You have a recovery ride. Now. Yeah, I think I'll watch some some football uh, on the computer and do a recovery ride in the in the meantime. Perfect, perfect. Don't get asleep, please. Huh? <laughs> During the ride. <laughs> Uh, it happened. It happened. It happened to me once. It happened because I was waking up super early, and the day before I was, um, let's say, uh, taking a lot of time not in bed. Let's put it in that way. I woke up five o'clock in the morning because I need to do my training on the trainer, and I almost fall asleep because I was completely dying. <sighs> I went back to I went back to bed after a shower. I didn't go to work. That's another story. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, it happens. Uh, it happens. Cool, Simon. Then I would say that I will follow you pretty, pretty closely on your Strava next week. That actually this weekend, that for everybody else out there is going to be the weekend before. And nothing. Have a good ride. Have nice rides and don't work too much and uh, don't watch too many numbers. Ah, just some. I like numbers. I know. That's why you asked me last time. Can you give me all the data of the listeners and the place of your of your podcast, please? Because I want to analyze them. No. <laughs> I want to make make a model out of it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you access to my Spreaker account, so you can check everything, and then you can say, Stefano, you're doing everything wrong. Also, here, get a power meter on your Spreaker. <laughs> Surely not. Yeah. Surely not. You know how to do this stuff. Actually, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Simon, it was a pleasure. We'll talk to you in one month, almost maybe before. Come on, but in private. <laughs> Sure, sure thing. Right on, right on, right on. Ciao, ciao. I don't know what you think after it. For me, my ideas are way more clear after talking with Simon about training. Well, I will never train as he does. He's super strong, he's super motivated, he's really methodical, and you can really see from one month to the other, not say one month to the other, but from one season to the other, the huge improvement that he does. But actually now I will know how to make it things better. Ah, maybe I can give you an update. I talked with Simon because we recorded this one last Wednesday and uh, I talked with Simon two days ago and he told me that he made his FTP test and now his power per kilo is 4.5 watts per kilo. And he was pretty disappointed. Probably he was waiting 
for a better result. But I would say that it is a great result, man. And I'm sure that you are gonna crash the five watts per kilo in, uh, in July, I would say. And I will see it all during my riding on top of the Zonkolan for sure. It's time to cut it up because it's more than one hour as usual in this last episode. So starting from the beginning, hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email, calamaro.cc on Facebook and Twitter, no, on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter is read calamaro, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcast and Apple Podcast, look for Broomwagon. And thanks a lot to 3T for supporting this episodes and this season of the broom wagon because you will not get there on a road bike bye